Hello, and welcome to Vital Views, UNLV School of Nursing podcast. I'm Joe Gascioni, Communications Director for the School of Nursing. One of the most important tasks for nurses is to double-check a patient's medication, also known as PRN, or as-needed medication. Nurses are required to reassess how often and effective these medications are for their patients. Without proper reminders, however, that process can break down, increasing risks not just for the patients, but the nurses as well. Joining us today is Barrister Perez. He is a UNLV nursing graduate student who works here in Las Vegas at the VA Hospital of Southern Nevada. He found a technological solution that should not only streamline the system, but in fact, this fix could be the first of its kind in Las Vegas. Barrister joins us today to talk about this new solution. Now, you currently work at the VA Hospital of Southern Nevada. Which unit do you work in? I work in a unit called 5 East, which is uh, pretty much the COVID uh, ICU. But uh, we also take uh, med surgeon step-down patients. Okay. Now, talk about this problem that you first noticed with the PRN medications. Well, it was uh, a normal day. Um, But I remembered uh, our manager came out of her office and uh, started issuing these uh, written disciplinary actions uh, to nurses who I thought were good nurses, but uh, they still received these uh, disciplinary actions for not uh, reassessing uh, PRN medications uh, uh, in a timely manner. because uh, it's, uh, they, they also explained that uh, it is within our uh, practice to uh, reassess how effective the medication was uh, so that uh, we know we have a metric to see uh, whether they need more or they need less, whether it's uh, effective or not. <laughs> and how often are they supposed to do this? Every 30 minutes, every hour? Yes. Yeah, so uh, in our hospital, it's uh, every 30 minutes that uh, they should be reassessing the patient uh, response to the medication that they've given. And it's really just remembering. There's no like alert or button or phone call or anything like that. It's really just their responsibility to go, okay, I need to go back after this amount of time to double check. That's correct. There's actually um, a built-in manual uh, reminder, that, but it takes uh, minutes for it to be to be set up. I mean, by the time you're done setting up the reminder, it's already time to to uh, reassess the patients. That's that's yeah, that's an exaggeration, but uh, that's what we talk about. <laughs> but you found a way to fix this. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So uh, I figured uh, there's got to be a way uh, for this process to be automated, and um, I inquired. I inquired with uh, Bosera, which is the company, uh, our pager company that we use. Uh, they said that uh, it is possible with a little programming, um, but they also said that uh, it's going to cost uh, money and, uh, like I said, manpower to reprogram the uh, the device. So I asked uh, the company, Vocera, if uh, another facility has uh, done this in Las Vegas. And they said, uh, no, I don't think uh, there's any here in Las Vegas, but I believe uh, there are several VAs in the East, uh, West Coast, I mean, that... Uh, uh, that has this uh, feature. So uh, they told me it's uh, Seattle and uh, Long Beach. So I connected with my manager. I uh, started uh, making phone calls from uh, to Long Beach and uh, Seattle. I connected with their education department, their IT department, and uh, pharmacy, and uh, their uh, even their director in Long Beach, the hospital director. In process, they gave me uh, the data uh, from uh, 
when they started using uh, before they started using the Vosera, immediately when they implemented it and after. And uh, amazingly, it's uh, very, very effective. Uh, you could almost see, uh, if you graph uh, the data, you could see an inflection point, uh, a sharp rise in uh, PRN compliance from when they started uh, using the feature. And it's sustained from uh, from. 2018 to 2021, they're still <laughs> above uh, national metrics wow. on their uh, compliance. How long did it take for you to put all this together between the research and the contacts at the other hospitals? About uh, three months uh, gathering the data and uh, surveying the nurses and actually uh, tri trialing the, uh, the feature in their hospital. The nurses is, uh, actually have been very receptive to it. Initially, we thought it's going to be a, um, a nuisance for the nurses because, you know, in, a, in the ward, in ward setting, there's plenty of alarms already <laughs> from pumps, IV pumps to heart monitors, phone calls from the doctors. That's but, a good point because you have to, there's going to be so, there have to be so many noises that you almost have to train the nurses to hear this new sound, like it's got to be distinct enough to stand out. Yes, that's true. And uh, we've actually had them watch uh, a video, a demonstration of, uh, on how it works. I believe we, uh, we cold approach about uh, 100 nurses and only one said, uh, only one said, it wasn't even a no, it was a maybe. <laughs> because of that uh, alarm, it's called alarm fatigue concerns. But uh, it was they were very receptive and uh, that also kind of helped uh, with the approval on the leadership side. They're, they're very happy that uh, the nurses are, are, are receptive with this feature. Did you have help on this, putting all this together? Oh, yeah. Uh, I had a help uh, with my friend, with my coworker and friend. Uh, her name is Kayla Vargas. Uh, unfortunately, she's not able to come in today. But uh, she pretty much, she was very helpful uh, in compiling the data. Um, making the presentation, uh, helping with, the, with with the presentation with the leadership, and um, overall a, uh, a liaison, a medium person uh, to communicate with uh, uh, IT uh, leadership and uh, and the company, the Vocera company, the Pager company. When you presented this to your leadership at the hospital, what was their response? Initially, they were concerned, of course, with the cost <laughs> and their concern of the bureaucracy. But uh, I was able to explain that uh, it was only a one-time cost of, uh, I believe the quote was $23,000. It's a hospital-wide and uh, it's or that it's already a feature that's being used in another VA. And uh, I don't know if you heard about JACO. It's a credentialing, hospital credentialing system that uh, credentials hospital, whether they're up to standards or not. And uh, it's actually, they actually said that it's, uh, uh, it's one of their uh, recommended practice or JACO uh, good practice for, uh, for the credentialing. So that alone already sold them. <laughs> but you already had some of the technology in place, right? Like oh, you yeah. already had maybe the groundwork for like to house this new alert, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, because you already have the pager. Vocera, uh, the only thing that they needed to upgrade was their servers because uh, we, I guess all the information, the, the data that, that the servers would be receiving would overwhelm the older, the older servers. So uh, they would wait for a new server 
they would wait for the old server to be upgraded in order for them to implement it. That's why it's going to be on October okay. of uh, 2022 because they're waiting for those uh, server upgrades. How excited are you that in a couple of months, something that you researched and helped put together to help your fellow nurses is going to happen? Like it's going to become a reality. I'm actually very uh, surprised that it's happened because <laughs> uh, I've uh, told my uh, colleagues before it's uh, – uh, it's very hard for uh, bedside nurses uh, to implement something bigger like this. It's usually uh, a leadership or a more influential position, especially if it's uh, requiring money and resource mm -hmm. and uh, actually convincing higher leadership <laughs> to uh, implement uh, something like this. So my colleagues and I, are, we're, we're very excited. Uh, like I told her, you know, healthcare is one of the most difficult industry to disrupt, <laughs> you know, next to, uh, I think, um, energy industry. <laughs> but uh, here we are making uh, little changes in our little uh, bubble hospital. <laughs> and when this goes into effect, it's going to reach the whole hospital, not just one unit, correct? Not just one unit, it's the whole hospital. So whenever a nurse give an, a PRN as needed medication, this, this alert would uh, notify them. I'm always curious, when we talk about technology and healthcare, they're so intertwined now, and they bring so much, so many advantages to treating a patient, to diagnosing a patient. But do you ever feel like sometimes technology, like too much technology can be a bad thing for nursing? You know, it can be. I sometimes, uh, I sometimes compare it to uh, to our physical being, or working out, per se. You know, before we used to walk, run, mm -hmm. before the invention of cars. Now that there are cars everywhere, we've seemed to have uh, gained a lot of weight. <laughs> we're, I think we're a little weaker. It's the same with nursing. You know, um, having a lot of technology could often lead to uh, a clout, a clout in clinical judgment. And uh, in turn, would we would be over reliant on technology? Uh, the same with uh, physicians and stuff. Uh, we can't always. We all we need to. Uh, st we still need to practice or work out our uh, clinical judgment muscles, so to say, mm -hmm. and not uh, over rely on uh, uh, on technology. Especially now that there are talks of uh, of these uh, artificial intelligence <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, the use of that to to diagnose diseases and uh, possibly in the future be nurses and <laughs> take care of uh, take care of patients. So we sh we still need uh, uh, an edge. So I think uh, I was having this conversation with my friend actually uh, a couple of days ago. We still need that uh, the human the human factor in care. Right. Like uh, having uh, compassion, uh, talking to the patient, uh, having that uh, human connection with the patient, uh, spiritual, not necessarily religious, but the spiritual connection. So uh, technology is an instrument, but uh, we cannot deeply rely on it. It goes hand in hand. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. One of my last questions, uh, when we spoke prior to this interview, you had talked about the long-term implications of this alert system and that not only could it impact PRN medication, but it could impact other uh other types of treatment, is that correct? Yes. Um, actually, our director, uh, she was so ecstatic when she heard that uh, we're doing this project. And she said, wow, 
a direct quote. Wow, this could open to a lot. Uh, this could open the floodgates of uh, other opportunities for uh, much more alerts, such as uh, laboratory, laboratory alerts, critical alerts uh, for physicians, maybe even for uh, consult uh, for social workers. So she's just uh, very excited uh, that uh, we're making a process improvement in terms of, uh, like I said, clinical processes, processes, and uh, making our jobs easier. And maybe once other hospitals in the area see what you guys are doing, maybe they'll say, "Hey, that's not a bad system. Maybe we could apply it to our facilities as well." I mean, it can only it can only help. Oh yeah, it can only help if they're, uh, I mean, willing to to spend on it. <laughs> right. And um, you know, I think, well, we know that the nurses will love it <laughs> because of our uh, of our, our surveys and stuff. That is all I have, Barrister. Thank you very much for joining us. That's all I've got. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Thank you.